Check, 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 microphone check. Check. Hey, Jim. Yes, Alex. Who's our guest on this week's episode of the podcast? Uh, the Scrambled Egg po- uh, Scrambled Eggs <laughs> podcast? Well, that'd be uh, Marcus Reichenbach. Nose. Zachary Red. Zachary Red. Band. What does that mean? Wait and find out. <laughs> <laughs> now, this dude is so fucking talented, bro. Maybe the most talented person yeah. in the city. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Listen to the podcast. You'll find out all the shit he does. Step to him. See what happens. <laughs> step up. I dare you. What did what did we talk to him about though, Alex? Uh, we talked to him about weed withdrawals. Don't really get it myself. Uh, we talked about H two O Lounge, scary place, but also a singing place. And uh, we talked about the drivers in the country of Costa Rica. Not to be confused with them talking about drivers here from Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about them in another country. Yeah, it's very different. Very very different. The rules of the road are not the same. Um, how are the Calgary Flames doing? <laughs> like the Oilers used to, suckers. <laughs> Deal with that, idiots. Yeah, you guys suck. Have fun paying Luch six mil a year. <laughs> nice stadium. <laughs> All right, let's get it into this like podcast. A saddle. <laughs> podcast time. Let's go. This is another weird thing that I was thinking about. The director unsuccessfully argued in court that the excrement was actually chocolate ice cream. Oh yeah, you know way too much about me. If they had cat videos, they probably have more horns. Somebody listening right now is offended and turned off Scramble the Egg. That's the hill I will die on. I respect it. That escalated quickly though. (laughs) By the way, it's called Scrambled the Eggs. And uh, but the thing—that's when it's gonna be brutal—is the first week. That's like, I think part of the problem was when I was in Toronto, I was smoking so much fucking weed. Oh. Yeah, I smoked like an ounce in three weeks. <laughs> That's a decent amount. That's a solid amount. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think I went through like some legit withdrawals last night. It was the first time that I could like fall asleep without like a problem. Somebody was telling me recently that a friend of theirs was quitting weed mm-hmm. and had gone and was going through like serious withdrawal symptoms. And I was like, I've never heard that. But Dude, like I, cold I, sweats, like all this stuff. Yeah, man. Like, really? I, same. I've, I've heard it from other people too. That's crazy. It was the first time I'd heard of it. Yeah, like, my wow. dad quit smoking weed when I was 14 and he went through the shit too. Really? Yeah, he found... Man, I don't, That was 14 uh, years. That was weed a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was the uh, the tame stuff, I'm sure. Before yeah. Before it started getting all... Yeah. Spliced and crazy. Probably had normal names. Yeah. Yeah. Like weed. Probably no crossbreeding. Green crack. <laughs> God's green crack. <laughs> like, okay. Well, that's aggressive, but I'll try it. It's funny that or a some of them. Raging boner or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that some of them just have normal names. Like the, there's one just called like Bayou, which mm-hmm. is like that seems like a normal strain, and then there's some that's like lick my dick and yeah, suck and you're like, cock. You're like, what? Well, the? That's aggressive, but I think that probably means it's good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. More aggressive the name, the better Sometimes, the weed. Though, like, weed is just like too like sometimes you get like some kind of like your friends got some yeah man got some good weed it's like oh sweet like what kind is it i don't know yeah the guy gave it to me it's good yeah and it's like what does that even mean like oh you have like like a little and then you're fucked for the next like (laughs) (laughs) like you want to sleep for three days like yeah yeah it's funny when people say like when i did like the medicinal marijuana when i got in got into that i was very surprised that they had names like alien dog (laughs) (laughs) d-a-w-g I remember being like, but so those ones, they called me at work because I ordered 
and I was at my, you know, at my desk and, and, and I got a phone call and they're like, hey, like we're all out of uh, this one that you ordered. I was like, okay. And like, we can replace it with one of these other ones. And they said three names and I was like sitting at my desk. I'm like, the third one. Please? <laughs> sounds, yeah. sounds the most normal. Oh, to me. you yeah. know, just yeah, take out green crack and switch it for alien Dow. Your work, like looking around, yeah. like, I'll it's take, uh, oh, it's my, it's my doctor. <laughs> and on top of that, the guy who gave me the prescription, Dr. Ferrari. Yeah. Nice. And you walk into his office and it's like fold up table and a plastic chair. You're like, mm. that's for sure. He's got like, Dr. Midsize Sedan. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Camry, if anything. Yeah. So we're thinking like, Dr. come Dr. on, dude. Tattoo, like yeah. piercings and stuff. Yeah, man, I just got my doctorate online. Yeah, it's fucking legal, man. D- Dr. Ferrari. It's easier than you think to become a doctor these days, I tell you. There's one, oh, I can't remember what comedian it is, but... I think it's Tom Segura, but he's like, yeah, this guy was a doctor because he put DR period in front of his name. Dude, I did that. I, did I ever tell you about this? We did a show. I did a show in the Yukon and they sent us emails and they're like, hey, do you guys want to do like phone interviews for like the newspaper? And we we're like, yeah, absolutely. And then they interviewed the headliner and then instead of interviewing me, they had my phone number and like my Skype and they phone, instead of doing any of that, they just Googled me, which brought them to my Twitter. And my Twitter says, Dr. Alex Fortin, totally, a, my, the bio is totally a real doctor, average size penis. And they wrote in the newspaper, just, I had one paragraph and it said like, I was with Lars and it was like, Kelly's frequent road companion is a medical doctor and has been doing stand-up for about four years. Oh nice. my god! It was the fucking best. Is in a newspaper. Medical doctor, you're definitely gonna be doing stand-up. Today. Well, yeah. Because if I know anything about doctors, great. yeah, they have a lot of free time. Tons of it. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, what? Doctor Alex Fortin. And the bio literally says totally a real doctor. Like, what kind of doctor would put that in their bio? A yeah, totally no, like, real one. I promise one. you, I'm legit. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, Dr. Ferrari would have that in his bio. Yes, he would. Totally would. a real doctor. Oh, my God. Even natural paths are looking at this guy like, really, dude? <laughs> it was so funny. And then I brought the newspaper on stage and read it to all the people and they were laughing and I was like you all know you can all tell you can <laughs> I was like 23 at the they time they still I was like, my doctor after they spoke to you hey wow <laughs> that's amazing did you just like wear a white coat around at that point in time a lot too you should have I definitely should have <laughs> I didn't do anything like it was so crazy yeah they- I'm selling CDs and prescriptions at the back Everybody needs any good stuff. Uh, I got it. <laughs> Anyone need any alien dough? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it was so, I was sitting there and they're like, oh, okay, we have either uh, blueberry alien dog or uh, purple diesel or something. I'm like, <laughs> purple diesel. Could you just pick one? <laughs> Do you have to pronounce it dog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'll have alien dog? No, it's, you know what it is. I'll have alien dog. <laughs> Thank you, now, sir. Is that like a hybrid? Is it mostly like an indica, sativa? It's a purebred. It's a purebred. It's out of this world. <laughs> so.
so ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing about legalization for me. Or names? even yeah, even like the I, I was very surprised in the medicinal side because I was like, guys, seriously? Yeah. Like, imagine they did that with other prescriptions. You're like, get your anti- antidepressant. <laughs> it's like purple sunrise. You start like, calling what? it the street names. Yeah. They're like, you're just going. You're like, can I get some Adderall? They're like, you mean speed? <laughs> you're like, ah, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, is, is that what? Uh, yeah, okay, sure. That's what I call it when I sell. Uh, when I you take it, I'm not planning to sell this. Who said that? That's so funny. I fucking I'm so scared to try drugs, man. I'm so scared because I know how much I'm gonna love them. That's what Sober October has taught me is that I fucking love drugs and alcohol. You know, everybody's got their thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what they're going for when they say. Yeah. <laughs> You you don't appreciate drugs and alcohol enough. Take a month off. Yeah. <laughs> It'll really make you appreciate things after. <laughs> when you get high in November, oh. you'll really appreciate it. Well, and to be fair, a tolerance break will fuck your shit up. Oh, I know. I'm going to die. I also know that I have no self-control, so I'm going to green out <laughs> for sure. Man. I think I've only greened out like maybe twice. Yeah, I've greened out twice. Yeah. First time I was like 17 or something like that, or 16, I like smoked this girl's weed out of her brother's bong at her house, and like I like you know, 17, I was like, okay, just take a, take a rip and yeah. whatever, and I'm just immediately like on the couch, just like <laughs> losing it, and had like I was like, okay, I need to get home, it needs to be somewhere safe, and like who can I call to come pick me up? I'm on the north side, I live in the woods. And oh God, yeah, my sister. She knew. She knew I was fucked. She knew. Good. Older sister. Yeah, older sister. Nice. That's huge. Yeah, she pulled through. You've probably me. kept a few secrets for her over the years. One. <laughs> I tell it to yeah, us. Yeah. Why don't you tell <laughs> us? I don't think I could go there. She could be listening. <laughs> uh, one of uh, Will Hannigan, one of our comedy friends, one of his buddies, Keenan. Hi, Keenan. Uh, he's come to uh, uh, our secret show. Okay. Which is on Thursday nights uh, at Orange Hall, Not and a it's anymore. that's correct. Yep. The secret is cool. Yeah, and uh, and poor Keenan has greened out a few times. That's that show. The oh, the geez. last the last one that he was at, he he came up to me before and he's like, oh man, I've greened out like the the last like three shows, and I was like, oh damn, I think that sucks. No kidding. <clears throat> and uh, and so by part way through the show, he came out of the room because it was kind of like a. Like before the staircase out, there's a little area, and he's so he's sitting there like, oh god, and I'm like, oh damn, and he went to the bar to get a Powerade, and as the lady was handing him his Powerade, he completely passed out from standing. Oh, holy! Matt Allardy, I knew Matt Aladine was on stage, and he's just like, uh, my guy needs help. Yeah, I heard about him passing out. I didn't know it was while he was standing. I thought he just like passed out in a I chair, know. like hard. That's why I make sure to tell people it was from standing because if someone passing out at a show like that, you'd, you'd expect they just fall asleep, yeah. or something. Sure. But it was, it was, and I was standing right like he was like ten feet back, ten feet back, folded? and it's just onto his back. Oh, maybe hit a chair Lord. or something on the way down. I don't got know, but it was concussed. like, oh my god. And like at least when you green out at like home or like at like a friend's place or something like that. But like in public? A public green out oh. was, would be tough. Yo. That's, you is, don't want that. It's harsh tokes, man. <laughs> harsh tokes, bro. I was For in sure. fucking rates, man. Costa Rica in like May. 
and there's these two we were just like making friends with everyone we made a bunch of friends with locals which was like the best way to fucking travel and mm-hmm. so we're at this like bar with all these locals and uh we met these guys and we we're playing like these drinking games and then uh these two dudes had vape pens and i was like yo is that weed and they're like yeah i was like yo i haven't smoked like all week do you mind and they're like no not at all and these two dudes were passing their vape pens back and forth being like oh try mine try mine yeah. and i was like middlemanning for it mm. and i was like okay i thought it was like a like a weed vape it was a fucking shatter vape mm, nice so i was just middlemanning these two fucking shatter pens yep. and like 20 minutes later i just looked at my girlfriend and all of her friends i was like Guys, I have to go back to the hostel right now. Like, I uh, I don't trust anyone in here. Oh I think these guys might be drug dealers. I don't know if this was weed or what the fuck is happening. I need to go right now. And they got so mad at me. They're like, oh, my fucking God. Like, why would you just take some random guys like vape? I was like, I don't know. We were hanging out with them for an hour, and they seemed cool, okay? That's how people get murdered and skinned. <laughs> I know. Whereabouts in Costa Rica were you? Uh, Hako. It's a great place. Amazing, dude. Yeah, it's a super cool town. That's. Are you, have you been like sort of all around, or have you? Um. So, back in 2012, I did a bicycle tour from uh, from Mexico all throughout Central America. So, oh my god. So from a bicycle oh, tour. Oh what? Yeah, so from Cancun wow. to Belize. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so from Cancun to Belize, then uh, Belize, then it's uh, Guatemala, I think, and then it's like El Salvador, then Honduras, then Nicaragua, and then Costa Rica. Holy and, shit! And yeah, so we biked through Haco, and then we went up into the then we went up into the mountains and stayed in a town called Masatal, and like it was, we did like. 1800 kilometers in like oh 13 days. Oh my god. Oh my god. <gasps> yeah, we were You cooking. guys were cooked. Yeah, yeah. It was Holy. Yeah, so like I got to see a lot of places. Didn't spend a lot of time in each place just cuz mm-hmm. we were yeah. passing through, but yeah, it was a cool trip. Yeah, so that's So I got to like see a little bit of Costa Rica mostly cuz when we got there, I ended up working on a chocolate farm for a couple months. Oh, wow. That's sweet. Yeah, it was cool, man. Whereabouts was the chocolate farm? Like in Haku or near Haku? No, so it's like up in the Costa Rican mountains in a town called Mastatal. And yeah, the town's got like maybe a population of like 40 people. Wow. (laughs) And then like it's got like a number of farms on it. So lots of people who do like woofing, like working on organic farms abroad, will like go in there and like volunteer at like whatever place. The place I worked at uh, and volunteered at was called La Iguana Chocolate Farm. Nice. So yeah, got to make chocolate. Like, that's pretty cool. That that's sick. Pretty sweet. Pretty fun. Yeah. That's awesome. I you yeah. travel a lot, or that was like the last like big kind of trip that I did. I mean, like I've gone like other places. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently uh, would have been like last year, I guess. So I went to Portland for my honeymoon. Nice. And that was a lot of fun. So nice. Yeah. Did you guys when you were in Costa Rica? Did you almost get run over by everyone? Yes. Dude. Um. So on. Uh, the, so like, oh man, the cycling there in Costa Rica was the worst. It's um because insane. the shoulders of the highway are like nothing. 
Oh my god, dude, it's fucked. It, they're high, the roads are fucked. We rented a car, and after like three days, I literally told the girls, I was like, "Okay, listen, no more sleeping in because I'm not fucking driving home in the dark anymore because there's no street lights, there's nothing. People are lunatics. There's no shoulder. Motherfuckers pass like on the inside oncoming lane through turns. I'm like, yes. fuck Whoa. this, dude. I'm not driving after six p.m. Yeah, uh, my saddlebags got like brushed up by like a vehicle a couple times like during this one day it was the worst day of riding that we had so we were going like through this plateau and it was like super windy that day so um to kind of keep like upright on on the bicycle you kind of had to lean into the wind a little bit but anytime a vehicle passed by would cut the wind so you'd like lean into it and then you'd have to kind of counterbalance yourself and then by the time the oh vehicle's gone like the wind's back and then you're leaning over that way to counterbalance yourself and you're tipping over that way and it was just like the most strenuous day of riding but yeah got like our saddlebags clipped a couple times like like high-sided like over my bike like and like fell and they're like a couple times the whole country is like mountains yeah it's like so your legs must have been like done yeah like i yeah it was silly i'm also (laughs) guessing no one stops when they clip your bag no no of course not (laughs) like and like also like during that trip too, like we stopped um, for water at like some little like shack on the side of the road. And the, I did this trip with one other guy, and uh, he speaks like perfect Spanish. And my job like was just to like you know stand by the bike, <laughs> yeah, you know like yeah. all right, cool. hola, yeah. hola amigos, <laughs> hola, hola, cómo estás? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, he was saying that the lady he was talking to. Uh, said that there was uh, a group of cyclists like two days ago that was going by there and they had gotten robbed by bandits and <laughs> bandits yeah like dude so it's like, a, that happened like that's why i'd be terrified of a trip like that oh dude it, it was nuts like each like like each sign you go by is just like riddled with like bullet holes and stuff like that i mean it wasn't even that long ago that that entire part of the world was like in civil war yeah like, oh like and there's yeah dude there's, look at mexico right now sure it's safe to go to resorts and stuff but there's also like hey, don't go inc- to mexico city an incredibly intense war happening between, yeah, between the, the cartels, cartels and the, the government. government yeah, yeah. For sure it's insane dude my mom owns a farm in colombia and we went down there and it's like colombia is a lot better now obviously but like there's still once you go into the cities you really see the remnants of like the haves and have nots and like the Mm -hmm. the like just the tension and like what went on down there you're like i've been to mexico mexico city and it's crazy i i was in a like my an ex's dad was driving us around and like we got we got shook down by the cops Yep. Uh, a, a motorcycle cop pulled over the truck and was like, "Hey, you hit me, so uh, I'm just gonna like you're gonna pay me money." And uh, he had been around for a while, yeah. So he was like, "No." And then the policeman's like, "Okay, we're just gonna go around the corner, and you're gonna pay me." And it was like I was standing there like, "We're gonna fucking die." <laughs> this is the end for me. And the, yeah, and yeah. it's meanwhile we're on like the busiest road I've ever been on, yeah. and all these cars are passing by honking because they see what's happening. And they're just like these, you know, dirty cops or whatever. Yeah. But the whole, like, just everything about that place, you can, uh, when you were talking about the haves and the have-nots, you see, like, the, you see the huge, like, areas of, like, just pure poverty, like shanty yeah. towns on the, on the, you know, around the city kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, the divide of wealth in those countries is so great. Like, it's it is night and day. It's either you are so rich or you are so poor. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah. There's there's no middle class at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went to this farm and uh, the lady was like a judge. And then I forget what her husband did, but like they were like in the government yeah. in in uh, Colombia and we went to their farm and they're like, yeah, we're turning this into like a resort. And it was like a two and a half million US dollar farm. And like, we were going around and we're like, this is amazing. They had like all these waterfalls oh, like on wow. their property that I have a bunch of pictures on Facebook with them and stuff. And it was like, wow, this is crazy. And they like fed us and whatever. And it was great. And then uh, you go back like to the town next to my mom's farm and you just see like little kids like working in shops, like cutting chickens heads off because that's the only way they can make money. It's yeah. like, oh my God. Like, Sometimes you got to cut a chicken's head off. <laughs> and you know, if you're not a sociopath, how are you going to survive in today's world? <laughs> it's so you won't. nuts. You, you, won't. Won't. you won't. No, no, it's a, it's a, if you don't cut someone's head off, they're going to cut yours off. Everyone knows that. It's so a it's a dog eat dog. It's a, da- world. It's a dog, <laughs> eat dog. dog. It's an alien dog eat alien dog world. That's right. <laughs> uh, so what was the best part of the trip? If other than like, obviously getting saddlebagged was the best. And then for sure. Um, <laughs> I think the coolest part was going out into the jungle and uh, in Costa Rica or was yeah, that in, in Costa like, Rica? Yeah. Um, and just like going to this like swimming hole that had like a waterfall and like, I cl- like kind of climbed to this like cliff to get to the top of this waterfall and like just did X amount of tricks off into like, nice. this nice. pool. but there was like one, like there's like, if it's not like a nice like round pool where there's like, it's like a de- like, decent like splash zone. Like you, if you, you had basically an area to hit as big as this table. Oh man, um, that, that, that was safe. But like, oh, like I'm, I'm pretty coordinated dude. and stuff. And um, like I grew up with like a backyard trampoline. Nice. So like I can do a lot of tricks. Yeah. And so I was doing a lot of tricks off of this waterfall and like landing in the safe zone. And then like there was a like a couple other volunteers that came and like saw me doing this, and I was with some other people and. Um, one of them tried to do like a running like backflip gainer. Oh and no! He split the bottom of his foot open like so bad, and we're like oh, a couple clicks into God. the jungle too, right? And mm. yeah, so he's so, walking his tiptoes back. Yeah, like, like I think he like found like a stick or like some kind of like crutch kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my back goodness. Back to, to uh, the farm on foot. Oh. And also, there's a video on YouTube of me having a dance battle with like a local. <laughs> Uh, Costa Rican dude from Massatol to to Michael Jackson, oh. <laughs> and it, it it is a spicy spicy number. I don't think I've been like that drunk in a very long time. <laughs> they got a bottle of Jägermeister in uh, like at the bar, and like this bar is quite literally just like a slab of of wood, like no stools, and like and then like the dance floor is just like gravel just gravel road. It's like right on the main road in the town. <laughs> oh, wow. So, and then you've got like some like sheet metal for like a roof and then like a couple like plywood shelves kind of thing. Like <laughs> whatever. Like the bar was not much of anything to look at, but it's just like where everyone went and like what you did at night and then you party hard and then you work hard the next day kind of thing. But yeah, they got a bottle of Jägermeister and like me and this uh, one guy that was volunteering, he came from Japan to finish that and uh, it was good. Next <laughs> thing you know. And I puked. Like I would like. Uh, there's like this part in the video where like I like, finish this dance move and then I immediately dip off the gravel road into the bushes and I just yak. 
And then I get back. I'm like, okay, we're ready to go. Let's yes. keep on going. <laughs> what a puke and rally. That's the best. <laughs> puke well, and, and rally. It's, it's like when I was younger too, I would like do like the little cat puke where I just kind of like sneak off and like kind of oh, puke yeah. a little bit and like, you know, just like kind of lay down for a little bit and like 15 minutes go by. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I would, that was my big move. Puke and rally was like puke and rally. huge. I would go puke and people were like, do you just puke? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, are you going to keep drinking? I'm like, yeah, I made room. The best is when, <laughs> the best is when you find reset. out about it for the first time. And you're like, oh, I, I can puke. And this. someone's like, just puke, man. Yeah, just put your finger into your throat, throw it up and keep going. Yeah, it's hitting the reset button, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out you're Then I found out you can do that with food as well. <laughs> you can. Keeps you skinny. That's how I, well, I'm not that good at it. <laughs> How I keep in. Oh that's man! I, I well, th- I think that's an eating disorder. This is how I maintain <laughs> this status quo of mine. <laughs> All you can eat ribs. Well, challenge accepted. That's right. That's right. All you can puke ribs. That's right. <laughs> that's great. So, are you a good dancer too? Or are you tearing it up in the? Like I don't know. Good at dancing. Were you a competent when, opponent when, for when, this? Like, I used to go out with friends dancing when we were younger. Yeah, like I would be the guy that would go with like a bunch of my girlfriends and be like, yeah, we like want to go dancing with Marcus because he's so much fun. <laughs> and like, yeah, sure. And like, I'd also be that guy that would like dance like off like other dudes trying to like hit on them. And yeah. Stuff. You, you've probably all seen that guy somewhere or mm-hmm. been that been guy. There. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was like one of my go-to roles as a friend. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like just like knowing music and stuff and like, just knowing to being coordinated with my body. I'm like not like mm-hmm. good, like technically by any means, but I can like move. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like understand the beat and what yeah, to do exactly. with it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You're extremely musically talented. Is there anything you can't do musically? Like, do you have a nemesis that you're like, I'm fucking can't play the trombone as I, I hard as I try. I, I can't play the trombone. Never tried the trombone. Uh, like any, so you could play it if you tried probably, let's be <laughs> honest. You know what the thing is, is like, it's like, oh, the yeah. the lips, like, I like, you kind of like vibrate your lips mm. together, right? And like, I can do it a little bit, but then like my mouth just gets all like ticklish, you know, like, <laughs> and I kind of like freak out, right? Um, so it is the trombone. I so fucking the, nailed that. I nailed that. It's brass <laughs> instruments brass, in general. It's the brass family. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I haven't played like any kind of like woodwinds or like <laughs> anything like that. I, I can't play the violin or the cello. Okay. Is, is there something within your world? That's uh, that I you would go, like oh, to get, man. I would really, really like to get better at piano. On on oh, this record that we're doing right now, or that I'm doing right now, um, there are like some piano backing tracks, um, and like I'll have to sit down with the song, and like I'll really have to like work on like a part and a movement, and like, and I don't really know any music theory either, mm-hmm. so I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. I just will like see a pattern and then like hear a pattern, and it works with the song and it works with the melody, and I will work that for this yeah. for the song Dude, it's insane to me how many musicians work that way because i was okay at music i had to take band in like grade seven and eight mm-hmm. and i learned how to read music and i understood like okay like the three four time and four four time and like i got music theory and yeah. i could play but if you took my sheet music away my saxophone no longer worked it was like i feel that that's why he brought up brass he's like i can fucking play brass <laughs> no, but you can't bro it's a woodwind you know <laughs> it has a reed it does have a reed <laughs> saxophone is like it's different it's different than a trumpet it's a sexy ass instrument saxophones are gangster i want to get back into it <laughs> exactly yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to get back into playing the saxophone. It was cool. The saxophone's cool, man. But it you got to get a mute and uh, do all that yeah, stuff. Like, and like, well, 
dampener. Or yeah, a little yeah. reverse plunger that you that's stick right, in the end of it. Right, right. <laughs> kind of like a little butt plug for your sacks. Your sacks. Exactly. That's sick. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Because like I've watched uh, the Doors documentary, and that was kind of their thing. And same mm-hmm. with um, who was the Sex Pistols. It was like none of them knew what to do. They just kind of. Sex Pistols never had a clue what to do. <laughs> yeah. None of them could really even play their instruments. Well, like, I'll, Sid Vicious yeah. was just, like, somebody like, that the a couple record... couple chords, right? <laughs> well, like, there's that. But, like, Sid Vicious, like, when he joined the band, couldn't even play bass. He was just, like, fit the image. Yeah. And they kind of brought him in that way. But, I mean, whatever. Sex Pistols are cool, I guess. I'm not a huge fan of, like, <laughs> like punk music. I'm just, like, it's just messy. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. not, like... I get it, you know, it's about the attitude. Yeah. It's about being but messy. On that same token though, what I what I love about like metal, for example, sure. is that every musician is so technically oh. incredible. Like I absolutely I play the drums and I could listen to uh like a metal drummer just going. It's it's insane. Double yeah. bass. Yeah. And and it sounds like it's sometimes you know, at first glance you might be like, Oh, it's it's just some crazy mix but then you you sort of break it down and you're like, wow, like that's, you that's listen to very like, intense. Yeah, you listen to like any metal guitarist's like parts and any kind of modern, yeah. like, well, in a lot of modern metal music, um, but it's basically, they're playing classical music essentially, right? Yeah. Um, sped up like a million. <laughs> well, like not even really sped up. If you listen to like, uh, I don't know anything that like Marty Friedman did. He was the lead, like one of the lead guitarists for Megadeth. He uh, oh man, he's a nuts guitarist, and he would always yeah. play in like classical modes and stuff like huh. that. And not like you, you listen to like a lot of like Bach or like Mozart or something like that. Just imagine like those piano parts or those violin parts just has like like highly overdriven guitars, and it's the same shit. Hmm. It's the same. That's thing. crazy. Just bah, 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 bah. That's what I've always really respected about that that genre is just like absolutely wow these guys are intensely gifted musicians i I think what a lot of people just don't understand about metal music too is that it is so technical and there is also that crossover with classical music but a lot of people like the general listener Mm -hmm. can't get over like the vocals or something like that exactly yeah Yeah, that's my issue i can't deal with the vocals in a metal song that's that's most people's issue with it but i mean there's lots of bands now they're kind of doing metal music and they just have like a really great clean vocalist yeah i like trivium a lot Trivium's and that great. trivium mixes but they kind of go back and forth between yeah. that like scream and and like a, just a very like melodic absolutely yeah trivium is dope i uh <laughs> i grew up i really 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 liked like some 41 yeah they're the all best killer, no filler man dude yeah, that's such a good it's album. one of the best so albums ever it is album. all killer with yeah. no filler it was amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh so one of my buddies is big into music told me Brown sound like the yeah, guitarist yeah. is the one who like wrote the um, pain for pleasure. Like at the oh, end, dude, do you yeah. remember the end of yeah, the yeah, fat yeah. lip video? Yeah, they yeah. Add- it's, it's his. Yeah. Yeah. I so remember. he did that. And then on their first album, half hour of power, there's a song called grab the devil by the horns and fuck him up the ass. And it's just instrumental. And it's yeah. like, and then at the end, just the one dude just goes like, wow, <laughs> and it's like the greatest riff ever. It's I remember awesome. seeing some forty one and Brown Sound would just like ask the crowd for riffs. Yeah, and he would just say like, "What? What do you want to hear?" And he would just he just shred it. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. he's unbelievably talented. I think he's yeah. one of those like, guys that's too talented to be in in like some forty one kind of band. And so he he's probably doing some like new age 
like niche stuff. Well, <laughs> I mean, no some point one just can't kind of like had their like reboot, right? Yeah. And Did they? I thought yeah. Derek went like way off the rails after Avril Lavigne and like got super skinny. He and yeah, he he did. But I mean, they I think within the last couple of years they've kind of rebooted and stuff like that. Shit. And um, but yeah, I mean, that's even like in their lyrics, uh, like uh, fat fat, fat lip, lip. I think it's like uh, maiden and priest, priest were the, the gods, gods that we praise. Yeah. yeah, like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, like those two bands are absolutely great. And if yeah. you're really like growing up listening to that and you're playing guitar, you're gonna gonna learn how to play like pain that, for pleasure is such a dope song it's too. so good it's, <laughs> yeah, it is yeah good. pain for pleasure ride the chariot and grab the devil by the horns and fuck him up the ass are like the three songs that like are you can see brown sound was just like we're putting these out. Yeah. These, these I, ones are mine yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to flex a little bit and also like at that time like pop punk was just like so popular right? yeah yeah oh man it's so, what I mean, it like, was whether, whether or not like he was like you know i could you know, shred over this or not, but like, you know, he played to the genre, he played to the songs and like totally. got them where they were. He right? got them, yeah. they were very popular yeah. Dude, at their, at I, their think it's, I still think they're a great band. Have you guys listened to the new Blink album? No. no. I haven't listened yet either, but I, I'm going I, to. I, 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 can't. Listened, I listened to about 45 seconds of their like single and I mean, like I'm watching this music video and I'm like, this is kind of pathetic. You're playing like this, you guys are in your 50s and they're in their you, 50s? Yeah, man, they're old. Dude. And they're like playing in a high school gymnasium. They're that, trying to be that's, young and cool. And it's creepy. That's what, what it is. When I, when I was a little bit older and I kind of, I was, you know, came, you know, Blink-182 came across my table again one day and I was like, you know, it is kind of weird that they were singing teenage angst songs while they were probably in their late 20s. Yep. That's weird. And, 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 and when you think about it, yeah, and, sure. and it's it's really it's very very much the same as like a sitcom where they're you know these people are in high school or whatever, but yeah. the actors are they're all 40. much yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when I when I see a band like Blink One Eighty Two come out with a new album, I'm like, I wonder if there's if they're they're singing about the issues that their fans back then are now facing, like the second divorce. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's so I mean, funny. like another thing too is like you know, I guess like Travis Barker has like a daughter now who's like of the age where like, you know, sh- he could be like writing for her generation. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. But I still yeah. think it's weird. You know? I yeah. think, no, it, yeah, it's totally weird. I mean, and like also like, he's, he's cool. He's great. But the rest of them, I don't know. Here, here's my criticism of the criticism. Right. <laughs> is I get it. But, but the problem. You still have teenage angst. Yeah. Well, obviously. No, the, the weird angst. thing is whenever a band or like any musician does try to evolve all of their fans are just like what the fuck is this where's the old okay. blink okay sure. that's the yeah. worst thing about eminem no, dude i don't I think saw- anyone's saying that about blink 182 now because the old blink was like our first date yeah you know, <laughs> i like, think they would though like if they came out know. with like a really also, like, like it's it's i think they had a perfect opportunity to kind of reinvent themselves and also kind of be a bit more mature to also play to their audience that grew up with them. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, without Tom DeLonge, as like great as the guy is, I mean, aliens do exist. Mm-hmm. Um, they are out there. Um, but I mean, I think they lost like what was kind of like special about them when he left. Each guy brought a very distinct thing. And I mean, the like their new singer and guitar players from Alkaline Trio, and I never really listened to them much when mm-hmm. I was younger. But I mean, it doesn't. It's 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 not the same. No. no, that always it always ruins it for me a little bit when they when like a it's a small band and one of the main members like when uh, when Rage Against the Machine became Audio Slave I was like fuck Audio Slave because <laughs> I was a huge Rage fan and they're like yeah it's the same like Didn't it's Chris not Chris Cornell go and sing for Audio Slave yep yeah. yeah 
but it but it was it's not it wasn't the same right. even close to the same no and I just couldn't were I, they trying to do the same thing though because I don't I don't know know much but, about that not not really but it was I don't know it just I I couldn't even like it felt like a, a parent. Your parents get divorced and the, your mom right. starts dating someone else, and you're yeah. like, "This guy's probably cool, but fuck this guy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I feel like ACDC is the only band that did it successfully, because didn't they have a different they have lead the, singer? Their lead singer died, and then they got their new lead singer, and the and I, I don't know his name, um, but uh, yeah, they he had the voice, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. where like I don't know. I yeah, I guess if you if if you have someone that can sort of step in and do a very similar thing, then it's maybe better, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But, and I mean, they also put out like awesome hits with a with the new singer, right? Mm-hmm. And that helps, right? Because you only start. What have you done for yeah. me lately? Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's huge. Just it does make to... me laugh that Blink One Eighty Two is still making music though. Because why? Yeah, and I mean, because <laughs> they ran out of money, Jim. Yeah, but. It is. It is. Cre- the more I think about it, the creepier it is that you're. That if and, the songs are still about the same stuff. And also, it's like, eh. like watching this music video too, and I can see like on Mark Hoppus and this like the guy from Alkaline Trio, they are heavily makeuped, and they're like, uh, and, like oh it's, it's no. Like, well, I mean, they're like old. Oh, they got wrinkles and yeah. stuff like that, and like you know, like it's just like. Oh, you're All right, fellas, we're gonna put you in this high school gym, but first we're gonna have to cover up yeah, those crow's feet. First of all, the cosmetology yeah. class. We're gonna let yeah. the students to to get you into the high school. We're gonna have to get rid of those wrinkles. I always find it weird when bands do uh, music videos like that, like you know, going back to high school and yeah. stuff like that. It's, it's so played out. Plus, yeah. you might get shot. Exactly. <laughs> These days. These days. Right. Yeah. Back in the day, it was safe. <laughs> Hey, they should, that's how they should do safe. the music video. They're in the school gym, but they all have like bulletproof vests. They on. should make it realistic oh. and do the music video from the muster point. Oh God! <laughs> Jeez, that took a dark turn. Yeah, I got real dark, real <laughs> no, fast. It's an evacuation. No, for sure. That's all. Fire drill is what I was. Saying. I meant to prove a point <laughs> <laughs> about gun violence. Have you guys made a music video yet? Have you got no, that so, far? Um. It's hard, man. I mean, like... I can't imagine. It's production value has got to be expensive as shit just to start with. Especially if you want to do something that is... I don't know. Like, that looks half decent, right? Yeah. And I mean, like... I don't have money to pay out, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody, like, five grand to do a video. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah. that will, like, get you, like, an okay video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, if you're using a guy who has, like, a red camera and, like, a crew and you have to rent, like, a space, it's like, you're... you're that's all those guys, people for the equipment, like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you've got to scout locations and stuff. I mean, I've got, like, a number of different uh, video ideas that um, are low-budget DIY could be done. It's just going to take time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, but it can be done. Yeah. I mean... It's something when the record's done, we're going to try and get a video or two done, but it's going to be very DIY. And nice. do you know which songs for yet? Like, do you haven't yeah, picked I, out? I, I've I've got uh, an idea for um, one of our, the singles off the record. It's called Baby's Blood, and uh, the yeah, it's a funny title. But um, <laughs> the song like is like half like written about my uh, my wife. Because um, right. she's got a blood type that can on, like that only babies can receive, and she donates blood a lot. Oh, oh wow. shit! So is it like damn. an AB positive or something? I, I, I have no idea what her blood type is. It's probably something I should learn actually, <laughs> in case um, 
something happens, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> note to self, note to self, find out Sally's. Well, I'm sure time. if you went the one that only goes with babies, they'd be like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, there's a music video idea for that. Um, and that one will probably take the most time. And then there is a pretty low budget, straightforward music video idea I have for another single off the record called Reckless. And that one is going to, like, the basic idea for it is uh, it's going to be a kind of like a one-shot um, video where the camera's going to be following around this woman who gets a call or a text or something like that, and then she's kind of rushing to get herself ready to go out. And then throughout the entire shot of the video, you see different band members in different rooms of her place, like, playing their instruments and stuff oh, like cool. that. So, um Got to find somebody that would want to do that and uh, the time and stuff. And yeah. Get a camera, get a steady cam and stuff like that. I mean, you could basically shoot like a music video on an iPhone. You just got to get you, you, you absolutely could. I was yeah. going to say, look at those shot on iPhone commercials, man. Exactly. Just... You just got to get like a steady cam and like learn how to use like a video editing software. And it's something. Storyboard things out. and Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. And uh, like there's. Uh, tons of ideas for videos i mean there's this other video for a song um on a record called sometimes it was also on the ep uh that we put out in 2016 i think it was so listen to that on the way here brushing yeah. up yeah How are you? Mm. <laughs> so it's good man you're gonna go home and check his spotify plays you know that <laughs> that, that record that record's actually not on spotify it's only on Bandcamp. Um, I figured for our, like for the first EP, I'm like, I don't know. It's not like super polished or anything like that. It's all production that I've done myself. I mastered it myself and everything like that. Um, and uh, sorry. Get, no worries. Get a phone call. Just Hollywood. Turn, turn, I know, right? <laughs> um, just turn airplane mode on. There we go. And um, so it, like sometimes is like, uh, it's mostly instrumental. It's got like one verse in, or like maybe two verses in the entire song. But uh, the whole music video idea I had for it was uh, a couple get into a fight and one leaves out the front door to their vehicle, the other one leaves out the back door to their vehicle, and they both are driving. And then throughout the video, you kind of see flashbacks of when they were getting along and kind of mm. like romantic and in love and stuff like that. And um, like there's this one spot where they have like a lot of memories and it's on this bridge. And essentially, when the guitar solo kicks in of the song, like both cars are coming from opposite directions on the bridge and they get into a head-on collision. And then the song ends at the end of the guitar solo and they're dead in each other's arms, essentially. Oh, my goodness. So it's heavy. And like Love production it. on that would be, uh, be yeah. a lot. A lot. Yeah. There's It'll 25. Be funny. Car you, you, crashes are expensive to film. You see I them moving it. towards each other and then there's like a crude drawing. Yeah. <laughs> could do like it all child. like in claymation stop. Yeah. Motion right. animation kind of thing. That actually be a pretty cool if you could find someone who could nail claymation. That'd be a really cool claymation video. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that ups the, the price. But. Yeah, it would probably be way more expensive. It's gonna take five years. <laughs> yeah. just, I can't imagine like just nobody kind of, touch this model, please. Or you could just like yeah, just like make a few like small sets and like just like repaint your like Star Wars action figures or something like That's that. That's true. Or you characters. could set up a camera on a bridge mm -hmm. and wait for a crash. <laughs> wait for head on a collision it's gonna be a long wait cut <laughs> just start putting Nailed up pylons it. to like yeah. guide people into each other's path oh man that's the way to do it on the iconic <laughs> Walterdale bridge that's right oh no that's a one way <laughs> all the bridges in Edmonton are one ways it's the most True. frustrating thing in the world I never thought of that oh man that means I'm gonna have to shoot this video outside of the city thank goodness because most like 
Honestly, like you see like anybody's like music video from from Edmonton, like and I don't know. Do you have a music video? Not yet. I've got okay. some like very just more just content y stuff. But... Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like so many locations in Edmonton are so played up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like well, we only have everyone, nine. Everyone's shooting on White Ave. Everyone's shooting like by the Mutard or something. Well, like now that there's the Rust Magic murals all over town too. Yep. There's like you know awesome graffiti and stuff, but it's like the yeah. amount of times I've yeah. seen like Edmonton also, people. Also, don't judge me if mine's there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't. That like it's n- urban. It's cool. It's good. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What's that like neon? All the neon signs, yeah, like neon ne- alley or whatever the hell it's called. Outside of Mercer. Mercer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that place too. Yeah. I've seen a million pictures and videos oh, yeah. and posts and like yeah, everything I, from there. I don't know. I think that like with any kind of video or like visual experience that I want to attach onto the music, I want to try and make it as original as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, create like a set or something like that. Yeah. Well, it seems like yeah. all your stuff is very. Uh, and this is kind of what drew me. I literally saw you perform and went outside and I was like, I need to get yeah. this guy on the podcast. Because <laughs> it seems like everything you do with the music is very like, there's a heavy focus on being original. It's like, there, I can't sure. think of anyone that does really anything that sounds like what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It's, is, that's sweet. That's a great compliment. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, I mean... You know, for bands in Edmonton, like you've got like your indie bands that are doing kind of like dream pop and stuff like that. Edmonton's got a crazy huge metal community. And then you've got like a few like hip hop people. And like, I don't even know much about the hip hop scene in Edmonton. I know a little bit, but not much. I'm just kind of doing my own thing. Exactly. (laughs) Which is great. The Um, swollen members used uh, some dudes. They had like battle axe warriors in Edmonton for a while. Oh, They're really? buddies with like, I drew like a bunch oh. of the Beverly boys. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, a place that I think would be that, that I've, I've thought for a, a music video for kind of like a one take, like one shot kind of thing is the high level at night mm-hmm. with the, with the lights and stuff. You yep. can get like a nice dramatic Absolutely. and then bring your own bits of lighting or whatever. Mm-hmm. For sure. That'd be good. But yeah, it's you, you're right. There are a lot of there's only so many places yeah. in town. There really are, and I mean, like I think not enough people really utilize their own space and mm-hmm. trying to make their own space kind of unique and cool and like filmable too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like this room that I've got in the basement of my house, and I mean, you put up a couple white sheets and get some lighting. And it's a perfect backdrop that you could use for any kind of scene. I mean, you could set up a green screen there right. if you wanted to. Yeah. And yeah. like get props and lighting and you can make it work. That's part of the idea of, of this room that we're in today. Yeah. Um, I got a bunch of lighting stuff, mm-hmm. to kind of like a mobile. Uh, it all fits into this bag over here. and yep. We can kind of sort of take it wherever. Um, and yeah, and... and Putting a backdrop across here sure. or whatever, but yeah, the, you're right. There's so there's there's endless opportunities, and and I guess that brings up a good point too, because in Edmonton, there's actually there's a lot of like not outside. There's a lot of like inside like spaces that are super cool. Yeah, everywhere. They're, and there's just there's well, because we have to be inside all fucking yeah, years. <laughs> unique spaces all across the city. There are, yeah, and I'm sure that's the same in, in every you know, in every like, city. Honestly, but. you have that one kind of like weird friend that's like super eclectic, and their house is kind of like a mess, but they've got like all these like weird things like all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm. those, those kinds of places are great to film, or like your grandparents' house or something like that. Yeah. Like that's like really, really dated. Yeah. You can totally just like put on some clothes and you could throw yourself back in time into that's the true. 80s or yeah. the 70s, yeah. right? 
Yeah. It's really interesting that when people um, try and like make something or like have like a focused energy on something, they get away from what they know. Like if you go with someone back to their neighborhood, they can show you all the cool spots and like, oh, we used to do this here. And like, yep. oh, there's this cool thing over this way. And they're like, oh, me and my friends found this little place. Like if you go in yeah. the ravine and they're like, there's this big opening. Oh, man. And then you're like, okay, cool. Like we're going to film this sketch. Does anyone know locations? And everyone's like, ah, uh, why don't we go to White? <laughs> you're just like, okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people automatically think like White Ave because it's like the one place in Edmonton everyone knows it's super accessible, it's super relatable, mm-hmm. right? to their to their audience and stuff like that too but i mean then you kind of distract away from any kind of like originality and it's also it's familiar to the edmonton audience but uh, do you want your music to to go anywhere else beyond the city limits you know hopefully hopefully i would hope people have that kind of drive yeah (laughs) i know i do it's really interesting uh brad my roommate and i were talking yesterday about how everyone who like i want to be always just did their own thing they never looked at who they wanted to be and then like copied them it was always like oh be, they're be just yourself. doing everyone else is taken man <laughs> yeah literally. Like, honestly yeah. yeah yeah man i mean I'm like right. everyone's got their influences and stuff like that but i mean you know and i think well the most well-rounded just people in general are the people that have had more experiences in a broad range of situations and yeah getting their feet wet and everything yeah and even just going back to talking about uh, incredibly talented metal musicians who are playing classical yeah code like that's yeah the, <laughs> that's a whole other you know you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it mm-hmm. put it that way you wouldn't For expect sure. like a guy who's just slaying a metal song to be like, you know, oh, actually, my favorite symphony is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like box third. Really, I play cello. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Absolutely. It's but so yeah, crazy. it just goes to show you that like a, a the 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 broader your range of of experience that you're open to, even you can you can almost tell actually someone that is open and someone that's like. Nope, this is how I do things. This is how they do things. And this is... This is the way to do the thing. And, like, another thing, too, especially, like, with shooting video for... Still kind of talking about that. Yeah. But just having good taste and knowing, like, looking at, like, a film that's already been done and how scenes are shot. Not a lot of people, when they watch a movie, look at how a scene is shot. Yeah. They really don't. Um, I think that... Like as far as framing goes and color and texture mm-hmm. and atmosphere, I mean like Wes Anderson does it so so well. Same with Quentin Tarantino, and they're yep. like all like self-taught dudes, right? Yeah. So well, and it's just because they, and it's unique when you watch them, and it's because you're like, yo, this is a Tarantino vibe, and it's because Quentin Tarantino had a camcorder when he was a kid, and he's like, well, this is how I always shot, and this is the way that I found yeah. that it works best for me, exactly. and that's how he made it, and mm-hmm. now it's like iconic. It's and I think it's easy to pass over how how simple it can be. It is. Uh, uh, you know, a, a backdrop with the right lighting can create every piece of mood that you're trying to put out there. Yep. But, you know, a lot of people sit there and think, well, I could never, you know, it's so beyond me to do anything like that. But it's, it's, it's not. And especially these days where Dude. everything is so much more accessible as far as like a, a $10,000 camera 10 years ago is your iphone yeah. or something right sure. and, and you think what the 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 cost of entry even 10 years ago is nothing compared to what it is now really. i guarantee 
I got I got hooked up big from Free to Mobile. Got the new phone. I got the Samsung Galaxy S10, and it's got like the three cameras on the back or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guarantee, if you go back like forty years, the cameras on my phone are better than whatever technology we had. Like it was impossible oh, to sure. film something better than what I can film yeah. on my phone yeah. like fifty years ago. I think go people back. often forget that too. Is 10 it? Years. Yeah, yeah. We're all basically holding the best camera we've ever owned. Yep, for sure. And it's we, so crazy. And uh, like when you brought up filming it on the iPhone, like that's a uh, at at work, um, we had someone come in who did one of those filmed on an iPhone commercials to sort of to basically teach us uh, that you can do everything. There's a, a lot of uh, a lot of news footage is filmed, uh, like the whole package filmed on on an iPhone, and and you. Mo- it, most of us don't know what when we're watching it. You, well, you don't. You don't know that all this stuff you're watching is is filmed on. You, you're picturing this, you know, the old yeah, yeah, yeah. shoulder and all this, and you. In reality, it's all within like what you we just have. Just get like a small steady cam, and you can put your phone in it. If you yep. want a directional mic, you get like a little attachment. Yep. You know, you're looking at maybe like three hundred dollars for the best camera ever. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, Comedians and cars and getting uh, comedians and cars getting coffee is filmed yep. on GoPros. Yep, you can yeah. see like the GoPros in the car when it yeah. takes like different well, angles. Yeah, like, Go, GoPros sure. another great example of yep. uh, like it's what you can do with them, and and obviously like the footage itself is like it'd be unthinkable. Ten probably even just ten. Yeah, years can you ago. imagine what you'd yeah. have to strap up to a motherfucker to like be like, all right, we're gonna film you taking this hard snowboard run, like go do your like backflips over the fucking jumps. Just, we'll just stick it on the top of your helmet. D- yeah. Down the down the mountain with <laughs> yeah. over the shoulder camera. Like, like, yeah, you look at like old snowboard videos or something like that, and yeah, they've got massive cameras mm-hmm. and like it's a guy having to go like really slow or they're stationary and they're just like filming from the ground. And like also drones now. Yeah. Yeah. Drones oh man. Like, Drone cameras are it's, nuts. It's so crazy what footage gets captured these days. Like, but, and you know, dash cams and all that stuff mm-hmm. too. But I saw uh, a couple weeks ago there was a lady doing a hike somewhere, and she was, you know, inching up to the edge of a of a waterfall, and her foot slipped on the on the rock, and she fell 50 feet. But she was wearing a GoPro, and the, the New York Post or someone put this video on their website, and you're just watching her go up. You see her slip, and you're with her the whole way down, and that is insane to me. Yeah, the nice. cam, the camera survives. Like it's, you know, she's you, you see her like go way deep in the water. You see her kind of struggling. You see her get out. You s- and it, you just she, think like, man, this is just a normal person, and that yeah, this footage is is everywhere. Yeah. Dude, the, also like waterproof. Electronics, waterproof electronics, yeah. yeah. Like I remember the disposable cams you could put on yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the big cases, <laughs> and they had like they were like all bubbly and whatever. My uh, my grandfather, my opa, he still has his waterproof camera, and that's like his camera. And oh like, man, yeah, it's a big like massive thing. That's funny. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I remember in high school we found what we we're gonna go to Mexico and we found like a disposable waterproof camera at like Walmart and we're like what no way and my girlfriend had like an above ground pool so we like went in her backyard does it actually work and like taking pictures like underwater and shit it's like what and now you're like oh, you can get a case and you can shower with your yeah. phone yeah absolutely <laughs> it's like what yeah, the the, the barriers to doing amazing stuff are, are not really there in a lot of ways nope they're not, not which is and I, 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 yeah, I think we all try to remind ourselves that sometimes being in the kind of creative spaces, like we can do, I say this to Alex often, like whatever, whatever ideas we have, like we can do them, we can do them. We just have to find the, and the, you know, uh, 
it's about finding friends that are doing the thing that you need. So, yeah, you know, so, oh, my buddy's doing videography and stuff and he's doing all this stuff on the side and you go, okay, well hook me up with that homie. Come, yeah, <laughs> come yeah. to my shows. And, uh, and yeah, it, and all of a sudden you have access to everything. Yeah. And you know what? Like with the amount of like tutorials and things you can find like on, on YouTube, YouTube, YouTube it, university, man. baby, you can quite literally learn how to do anything in a week. Fucking yeah. YouTube you, man. It's the greatest yeah. thing in the world. I've learned, I learned how to use uh, Reaper, which was the editing program that I had for my old um, podcast because yep. of YouTube. I learned how to use this Allen and Heath Z10 mixer because of YouTube. Yep. Like every single thing that I know yeah. how to do in like technology wise is yeah. learned on YouTube. Well, and uh, it, it, the, the internet is basically the reason I never put too much thought into like, oh, I need to learn how to code. I need to learn how to do all this stuff. Because basically working in like the digital space, like, oh, can you do this on the website? Just fucking look up how to do it and then do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, don't, you don't need to invest in learning it. Yeah. I spent so much money on tuition for audio engineering school. Oh, yeah. And the amount I learned at school was pretty tangible. Like, you know, you got to use some pretty cool hardware and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I've learned more off of YouTube in the last, like, two years than I did in yeah. that time. Yeah. In and, and, pro and probably in the time that you're out there working. Yeah. Like Honestly, that's, that's where you learn a lot of the, the real... You get the core stuff from wherever, but the actual, like, this is what I need to do the job, you learn on, on the job. On yeah. the job, For yeah. Sure. yeah. Honestly, like, it feels like a lot of stuff, especially at, like, when you're doing, like audio engineering stuff like that it feels like a lot of the university stuff is just showing you what's out there is like the important it's also part about networking yeah so yeah yeah huge and the, techno the technology has probably changed uh, to a degree since you've left well not i mean no? like you get into like a recording studio or like a post-production studio and all that kind of stuff stays like pretty uh, much the same i mean you yeah. still got like your massive like consoles you still got your tracking room and stuff like that yeah you've got fair. all of your hardware like compressors and like eqs and like reverbs and like all kinds of effects that you got to use in a patch a patch bay to connect to your channels and stuff like that and i mean it's the hardware stuff is it's always going to be there hmm. but i mean it's mostly when you get into like mixing or like working like in the computer in the box where there's like plugins and stuff like that and, like different algorithms and right. stuff like that that that's where it's changing but i mean like you know in any kind of like legitimate recording studio and i'm not saying that any kind of like mixing inside the box or anything like that isn't legitimate i mean that's what i'm doing for our record and it's sounding pretty good um but i mean that technology the hardware it's always going to be the same Oh, yeah. interesting. I've noticed a lot of uh, like live sound. Oh, there's a lot of iPad soundboards now. Yeah, that, so I don't know. Like, is is that Behringer? How do you feel about that? The Behringer X32 is one of the best um, live consoles and also studio consoles that you hmm. can buy. And I mean, you have the option to connect your iPad so you can control parameters without actually being at the at the mixer. Yeah. Right? So I mean that part of it's cool. But I, I've I, seen ones where there's no mixer anymore. Like I, I've gone to, I've I performed somewhere once, and I was like, oh, can I plug in to the soundboard? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. that's just the thing. They don't know. They like for like whoever's running the place. I mean, like I was, I got the opportunity to do sound for a show at Have Mercy, mm -hmm. and they were like, okay. I got there and like I've never gone there for a show before and they're like okay 
here you go. And they gave me an iPad. I'm like, okay, where's the console? Where so it's like, oh, it's all tucked away. You just use this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You just kind of got to fake it. I mean, I also had the opportunity to do a show at fucking Have Mercy. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, I ran into the same problem. I was just like, hey man, like this soundboard is set up for like a band. Yeah. Like this is, there's like reverb and like there's effects on like, I'm like, I need everything off. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I want them to hear my voice as you hear it when we're talking to each other. And everyone there was just like, well, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's like they have every capability to do it. Um, it's just they don't maybe have like a uh, designated sound tech yeah. that works there, right? And that's and, a lot of places. And that's yeah, I was gonna say that's probably very common. Yeah, totally is. Well, we had that issue at uh, one of your shows where I had to go up and be like, "I'll stop the mic from cutting out. Don't worry." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time someone went, it was just like, oh yeah, it just like cut out. just totally overload the channel yeah any hard consonant just blew it so the safety kicked in to not blow out the speakers and would just cut all the sound and it's like fucking if anything just dip 8k a little bit get rid of some of that sibilance yep yeah, uh, yeah, yeah i mean and have mercy is a great venue i mean like i've played shows there before and i've got nothing against it but i mean um as far as working with like being new to working in sound and stuff like that if you're going to run a place have a like with and you've got the technology and you've got the mm -hmm. hardware and stuff just have somebody that like works it you dude know, well even like we job. said like youtube you like you can learn yeah. how to use your Figure own device you can yeah. teach a manager and be like listen you're a manager and we have sound we have people coming in who need sound so part of your job as the manager is to learn the basics of this system and you know it's funny like i feel that in the entertain or the yeah, the service industry i feel that atmosphere and like music and you know maybe even like you know, the way people dress when they go out uh to like fancy restaurants or something like that's gone downhill i mean like i went to the keg and they're playing like some playlist and yeah. like, that has like red hot chili peppers and yeah. like whatever on it and like you know there's people like wearing their their hockey jerseys and like their sweatpants and stuff like that i mean like come on yeah like you know, put yourself together. I mean, it's a yeah, hundred bucks for me. Everybody's got money, sure, but I mean, like, you know, have some like dignity. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to look like a piece of trash. Honestly, yeah, yeah, it's really weird. It is a little odd, isn't it? Edmonton's there's a like, weird place like that, I think, because there's there's a mix of there's a mix of rich people and rich people who like uh, work, you know, with their hands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's like you were saying, the music thing is a big one for me, and the worst part is that. Like the companies force it. Like I work in restaurants. I've been working in restaurants for as long as I've been doing comedy mm -hmm. and they're like, I have access to change the music at my place of work and be like, look, I can put on like a decent playlist. Like I can go find a good Spotify playlist or like mm -hmm. do something. They're like, no, we have our six playlists that we and have to play management. It comes yeah. from like head office and stuff like that. And it's like brutal. Cause, cause it's like, terrible. And my yeah. customers are complaining about it. My customers are like, yo, these are this, I hear Okay. Well, songs. can you just turn it off then? Yeah. Like, like honestly, I mean, when the music from like the lounge like is leaking into like the dining room and you can like just hear like nothing but bass while you're trying to like have like a nice like meal with like your family or something yeah. like womp, that. I mean, yeah, you're dropping the ball hard. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And like there's not a lot of places this is the other weird thing. It's like there's not a lot of places that you can go and there'll be like a live band 
playing music while you like do whatever it is in the place. Like most places now are either a DJ or like yeah. a guy running a system yep. or just like playlists. It's like, I just want to see a four piece band up there just playing some casual music, yeah. like somewhat and, like quiet enough that we can all chill. And and not like, a, okay, the band's playing. Let's all watch. Just yeah. Like, they're you, off. You they're have, over there you, playing. You have your jazz quartet. They're yeah. playing on stage. They're not making a huge spectacle of themselves. Oh. They are quite there just to create the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of places that do that. I can't no. think of anywhere in Edmonton. Uh, Blue Chair That's, Cafe. It's That's, probably a. It's probably a cost thing, right? First. Yo, sure. Blue Chair Cafe. Write that down. Let's hit them up and see if they want to come on the podcast. You could. <laughs> that sounds. I want to promote anywhere that's gonna do stuff like that. Hell yeah. Mm. They're they're a pretty good place for live entertainment and stuff like that. Maybe. Podcast. I haven't been there for like years, but. Yeah, as far as I remember, yeah, my place. Nice, yeah, like them, and then Blues on White, obviously, but that's a more of a that's you a know more. the band is the focus. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, yeah, have you done any of those shows? Because your band, I like I said, you're very original in my head. It's very so different. So as far as the band goes, um, I have really only been playing with a band since like maybe for the last like six months oh really yeah so i have been performing solo for the lap like honestly since i was 16 wow and i've been doing like recordings and like multi-tracking and doing like all the instruments for any kind of project that i've done but uh, zachary red has been around since 2013 technically speaking and so no 2014 and so i've been doing solo shows and gigs for that time. Hmm. Um, I guess it would have been a couple years ago now, like I took the approach to um, doing solo performances, but instead of playing guitar and singing, I would play drums and sing. Oh, cool. Because there's not really anybody that's doing that. No. At all. And it's also like you see somebody that is playing drums to like maybe some like, you know, pretty like emotionally driven music that's kind of like, you know, like fast and like, you know, good stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like seeing somebody that's actually able to sing it and hit the notes, man, it's, it's impressive all in itself. And so like what I, I would do is like, I would maybe like, um, I would record guitars and bass and like any kind of backing tracks and then just, um, take out the vocals and take out the drums. Mm-hmm. And then I would play along to those backing tracks that's with so drums cool. and vocals. And I did a few shows like that. Um, you're so fucking talented (laughs) (laughs) honest to god like that's so insane dude but i mean like you know there's only so many places you can play like that Mm. um and when people find out that your band like you're just a solo artist they're gonna be like okay well we're not gonna book you because we're booking bands for these larger places or you're going to be playing guitar in like a cafe somewhere and you're going to be getting paid like 20 bucks yeah you know so it's yeah. really been like tricky to try and like make a name for Zachary Red for mm-hmm. the band in like being that we do like the genre of, you know, like, you know, post rock kind of like indie mm-hmm. emo music, whatever, and like pop rock kind of thing. Yeah. And like saying, Yeah, this is what we sound like, but I don't have a band, I don't have guys that I play with or people that I play with. And so I'm just going to be performing by myself. People don't really want to book somebody like that. Yeah. If you're going to be playing. I think it's good. They probably just don't understand what the. Sure. And yeah. I mean, like my hope well, has been that like, you know, um, 
somebody would like hear my recordings and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, we have the resources and we know the people that could be like players in the band. Right. I mean, like my um, bass player, his name's Ryan Holmes. He's a great, great guy. Uh, he's plays in like four other bands. <laughs> and so like trying to like coordinate with like him, mm. and, you know, it's usually pretty good. But I mean, he just got back from like a tour that he was on for like a month oh, man. and stuff like that. And my drummer, uh, Andrew McDonald, he's another awesome dude that I met through another friend and like he's been sick like uh, for a long time and hmm. like we haven't, you know, had the chance to play music. The last show we played, the last one we all played together was the show that we met at. Uh, the Lazy Ghost show? That's right. And so, you know, it's it's hard to coordinate with other people's schedules too. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know, like I've got the time right now to be able to make this record by myself and I have the means to and the skills to. So I'm like, well, I know these songs better than anyone. I might as well yeah. just do it. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. You're it's like Edmonton's Dave Grohl. <laughs> you know, he I is one of those guys that just lays it out. He has got a vision. He knows how to play all the instruments and he does it. The first uh, Foo Fighters record, unreal. Some of the Nirvana albums, I'm pretty sure he was the studio musician for... Uh, like for every instrument I I and it. and the background, the backing vocals. I remember finding that out and just being like, "Who is this madman?" <laughs> like that's it. That's hey, like him, insanity. Him and Kid Rock and you. <laughs> I've, I've heard he's actually like unbelievably talented. Like, I would sure hope he is after being in the music industry for mm -hmm. as long as he has been. Right? Yeah, true enough. I mean, like, I'm not a fan of his music. Yeah, by any means me neither. Um, but or uh, his politics, or, his or politics. basically yeah. anything about him. Someone told me they saw him live, and they're like, "Yeah, he just goes and he'll like play piano, and then he'll go play guitar, and then he'll go play drums, and then he'll like mix, like That's he so DJs, cool. and so like, cool. well, like good. I mean, like you know, he like somebody who's like a full time musician mm -hmm. or like an artist like that should. That's be a good able point. Yeah, you, if you have the time to do all those things without having to work your real nine to five. And maybe like another job on top of that to afford your house and your car and all that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, try and put time into your music. Like if you yeah. have like all that time and all these people around you encouraging you and supporting you in that way. And YouTube. And the resources. And, and YouTube to learn how to do all these things. <laughs> and the resources. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't be a fucking savant, brilliant person. Yeah. True I mean, enough. Just yeah. like. Brandon Yuri from Panic at the Disco. He's another one of those guys that does like all the instruments, oh, and he's super super talented. He's cocky as hell though, and I hate it. And I hate the way he kind of like talks and treats people, but he's super talented. Also, the guy from uh, Tame Impala. He does all the instruments on their first record too, hmm. and all the production too. That's wild. Uh, there's a band that I really like uh, called The Last Days of April, and they're I forget. I think is name is Carl Larson he does all the tracking and like all the recording and all the instruments for that too and then like also like Phil Collins there's like lots of hmm. people that have done it right? yeah. yeah but I mean yeah. they also have bands that play with them live well and and it's it's I remember when I first heard that about Dave Grohl and Nirvana I remember thinking like well that's like how do the other band members feel about that like hey I'm the bass player like yeah stay home today I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> but like at the I same it. time it's like oh well I'm the bass player in Foo Fighters. Don't have to do much, and I make bank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I always thought that was an interesting dynamic, though. Like, one guy is gonna lay all the tracks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yo, I get that too. Like, that was one of the reasons that I 
basically went to comedy because I wanted to be an actor like when I was young and it was just like, yo, I'm so sick of like everybody else having an opinion on what the fuck I'm doing and like other people like influencing and other people fucking it up for me where I'm like, no, this is the idea that I have. So Mm -hmm. it's got to be amazing to have like, this is the idea I have. I'm going to do it and I'm going to lay it all out. I'm going to have it. And then I just need someone to be able to copycat what I already did. See, that's the thing, too, is um, I feel like I've developed such a very specific style to the way I play drums, to the way I write bass, Mm -hmm. the way I play guitar and I sing, that trying to find anybody to do those things kind of from scratch the same degree. I mean, like, granted, it doesn't have to be the same as I play it. Right. Get it close and Mm -hmm. kind of have that feeling and that energy there. But I mean, you know, I feel like with the with Ryan and Andrew right now, I think that we've done a really, really good job at being able to kind of get. Zachary read across to an audience. It's not the same as what's going to be on the record for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I also don't have a lead guitar player. I don't have like a backing like female vocalist. We don't have a keys player and stuff like that. Right. I mean, there's going to be elements that are lost in the live show until I can get enough people together that all like see, mm-hmm. hey, this is my vision. This is what I want to do. Could you get on board with it? And like also people have egos. Yeah. Too. Yep. You know, people, really? <laughs> truly, they do. Yeah. And I mean, for the longest time, it took me like, I had a huge ego. I'm like, yo, I could do all this fucking shit, man. I'm the fucking best, man. You've got nothing on me. I could do this, 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 this. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, like, yeah. man, I'm so glad I'm not that person anymore. Right. But, um, you know, playing with these guys, I mean, like, you know, there's going to be things that are different. And, you know, check yourself at the door. You guys are still playing the music, and it's great. And they can yeah. bring in their own flavor and style, and it's making it a bit more unique and different, and it's good. I mean, uh, Ryan never played kind of like fast kind of like rock kind of tunes that i play and andrew is a jazz drummer and we play oh, and like the, the style of drumming that i try and get across i guess without i guess the kind of double kick uh is uh kind of like a post-hardcore style of drumming like bands like uh like under oath and uh yeah, basically just under oath. <laughs> Aaron, it's, it's under oath. Uh, Aaron Gillespie is like one of my favorite drummers. <laughs> so I like, I listen a lot to him and like kind of that heavier style of music uh, a lot. And so just kind of having it translate into, yeah, my music that way. And then other bands that I used to, or I still listen to a lot and that kind of like really influenced my, uh, my playing style has been, uh, I get a lot. Um, Man, you sound like the singer from Coheed and Cambria. I'm like, well, they're one of my favorite bands. And when I was like in junior high and like learning how to sing, yeah, I tried to sing along to that and stuff. But what is the name of that band? So Coheed and Cambria. I've never even heard they're of like that. A progressive rock band from from New York. I mean, they have like a few songs on Guitar Hero. Uh, you would. You, oh, I probably hear the. You would, yeah. you would know like Welcome Home if you heard it. It's got like it's a pretty classic song at this point now. But um, yeah, and then like other bands like. Like songwriters that I really look up to would be like Rivers Kumo from Weezer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome songwriter. And like always just like puts is consistent. And uh, Connor Oberst from Bright Eyes. Um, I used to play nothing but acoustic music, like really? uh, acoustic folk music. And like there's going to be records that Zachary Red is going to put out in the future that are quite literally like folk pop records. Nice. <laughs> and like I've. I've got the material. It's all done. Like all the songs are there, and it's just I've got to get around to recording it. Right. I technically got five records I could oh, put wow. out. Like yeah. I've got that much material. That's sick, dude. So Good for it's you. Just a, it's just like getting to a point to be able to get that all mm-hmm. done and having the time to do it and do it all right and stuff. But I mean, yeah, like Connor Oberst is great. Um, Isaac Brock, I think is his name from Modest Mouse. He's a great songwriter, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many. 
great songwriters, but I mean, those guys have like really been big influences for me, for sure. And then um, a style of guitar playing that I try and incorporate into a lot of my songs is like a two-handed uh, guitar tapping technique. Oh. And um, a guitar player from a band called Minus the Bear, his name's Dave Knudsen, he's like one of my favorites and like I really got a lot of inspiration from him into like playing into that kind of style. And yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I try to take all these little pieces of everything and just try and put my own spin on it. And I mean, that's... That's art, man. That's yeah. art, right? That's, that's basically everything. Yeah. I mean, you can't be 100% original all the time, but you do your best. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was going to say about your singing. Is it... Because I think it's great, but when I heard you like speak, I was like, whoa, this what? Because do you like sing like... I'm so ignorant as far as music goes that's and I'm sorry about this, but is you it like, are. is it a falsetto that you're singing or is it so like no, a, like a falsetto is, um, you can like, sing up hard like this. Like that's kind of like a falsetto, but like if you, you can actually sing like that, you can sing up hard like this. What dude, you said what? That was unbelievable. Yeah. So, Damn. so like, you know, you just like got to project a bit more. And like, mm -hmm. I took like vocal lessons when I was in high school from this lady named Olga. Um, she, <laughs> it's always a lady named Olga. It's always a lady named Olga. She's like, okay, well, how do you want to learn how to sing? I was like, okay, I want to sound like Robert Plant. I want to sound like Sebastian Bach from Skid Row and David Lee Roth from Van Halen. This is my voice. This is how I sound. She's like, oh, well, I don't know who any of those people are. So we're going to get you to <laughs> sing like Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. So you learn how to sing like this in a lower register. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, sure. Like, I can kind of do that. I don't practice singing like that. Yeah. If I did, I could do it more. I could be a fucking boobly if I wanted to. But <laughs> he's taken, so. He's taken. Um, you know, like, I try and separate myself a little bit with that voice like all it was funny i we had a garage sale like a few weeks ago and whatever neighbors like a, a family came over that lived just across the alley from us and my wife and them are talking and i hear them chatting and stuff and the guy he's like so like to my wife he's like so do you ever like sing in the backyard when you're doing yard work and stuff like that and she's like no like uh marcus is one who usually does like most of the yard work and stuff and, and it's like, oh, it's weird, because like, I'm always hearing this great female voice just coming from over the fence. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me, man. And so like, uh, I invited them to like this like solo show I played, and yeah, they came, which was really, really cool that like that my neighbors came to. They said mm -hmm. they would, and they did. So, uh, But yeah, they, yeah, no, that's me singing from across the fence. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, like, I don't know. I feel that a bit of a higher voice has kind of set me apart from a lot of other singers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's like it cuts through a mix a lot better too and i really like i was <laughs> i like it a lot i was trying to explain to my roommate yesterday because i was he just asked who we were having on the podcast yeah and i was like it's this really interesting i'm like you know like how Vince Neil has a high voice, but somehow it's super like sexy and manly i was like it's like that <laughs> yeah, it, kind of, it is like that i mean like like a lot of the 80s like hair metal guys like they all kind of like had that voice right mm -hmm. and i mean um rightly so I yeah mean, it worked for them and i mean i'm i don't do hair metal i do sing skid row every now and then a karaoke but nice yeah let's hey next time you're at karaoke invite me out i'd love to come see <laughs> that sure. absolutely <laughs> i love karaoke i'm a horrible singer but mm -hmm. i love karaoke where's your guys favorite karaoke spots in edmonton 
overtime or not overtime anymore. What's it called now? Provincial, provincial, right on the white mud next to the Red Robin on like oh, Calgary really? Trail. Oh, I didn't even know there was a place there. Wednesday Maybe. nights. Cool. I don't know if I have one. I, I haven't. I don't go as often as maybe I like. Mm. I live like two blocks away from Rosie's as well. So I was gonna it's say like Rosie's is pretty. <laughs> okay, like the Rosie's just off white. Yeah. Okay. So I swear to God, at that place, the person who runs that karaoke only lets their friends sing. Yeah. I. It, it's true. It's, it's totally true. It's so frustrating. I got there early one time, like with a couple friends. We put in songs, waited for three hours. Oh my God. Not once. <laughs> Brutal. Like, I'd never go to that place. If um, only they knew what they were missing out if on. If only they knew that I could sing the way <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. They'd be like, oh my goodness. As soon as you oh went oh up once, goodness. they'd be like, You're wow, we should have put That's this right. guy up for the last three hours. Um, <laughs> but my favorite place, even though it's super, super sketchy, like I've got like, lots of good times there, is uh, the H2O Lounge on White Avenue. Really? It I don't go there so because I know. Sketchy. Yeah, the, I, I, even, I, I was a journalist in a previous career, and I interviewed an MMA fighter from Edmonton named Ryan Jimmo, and uh, and he was murdered in the parking lot. Yeah. So that's so I've never. Oh. Uh, every, and every time I drive by, I'm like, this place is terrifying. Oh man, it is terrifying. Like one time I was there doing karaoke with some friends, and like in the bathroom there was like a group of skinheads that were doing coke off of like every surface in that place, like. Like getting real close, like staring me down and stuff. I'm like, I'm just here to piss, man. That's oh my god! Do. Like, yeah, super, super sketchy. But I mean, for some reason or another, my group of friends that were always like, karaoke, I'm going to a Oh man, well that's interesting because all I all I know about where, it is that a person died. It's across from it? like the A and W on White. Yeah. Oh, it's in that. It's, it's on that real, part of White. Yeah, little, little <laughs> sketch Lucky strip Joy mall. Foods or something yeah. like that. And yeah. Like Highway 420 or something like and that. And that shitty liquor store that yeah. is like caged up. That's right. I went to the liquor store with Dan Clark. I think once uh, at your album recording. Nice. And we're like, Ooh. yeah, it's, it is. It is uh, dingy, but it is. Uh, <laughs> well, now I know someone who's gone in and come back out. So that's multiple good. Multiple times too. That's good. Like that's that was good. Like, the main go-to spot for like 2010 to like 2013 damn yeah countless times there nice. good times too well only maybe i'll check it out i don't know i would yeah let's go let's get the fellas together come with me we'll go with your group yeah and, uh, <laughs> and like another thing too is like when we go out like some of my friends they're like pretty eccentric and stuff like that and so like they're weird, right? So oh, yeah. it's like people don't want to like mess with them because they can't see them and they're like kind of like, oh, they make them uncomfortable. It's like, okay, well, like yeah. maybe just keep to ourselves then. And it's like, so it kind of works in your favor. Yeah. Yeah. The nice thing about weird people is people look at them and they're like, oh, they don't really care what other people think. So like they might just snap. Like they might. There, there's that too. <laughs> like I would, I would way rather fuck with like a pretty like jack like, like hockey you. player yeah i'd rather <laughs> fuck with a dude like me than like a skinny guy with hair across his face that's dyed red at the end and has like fucking piercings all down the side of his face i'd be like you know i'm not gonna fuck with that guy at all yeah you know i haven't seen any of those guys for a very long time personally <laughs> man you don't like, live on white <laughs> I, I, I used to like uh, a couple of years ago we uh i just drove past my apartment actually today on the way over here but um yeah um, they they do exist, right? Like yeah. like little can, candy raver kids and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, yeah. Plur. For sure. Plur. Plur vibes. Plur I can't remember. It's, it's like, a party it's a rave love. in Edmonton. Peace, party, love, and peace, love. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I have no idea. But cool. oh, I didn't even know it stood for something. No, I just I think thought it, it it, it's an acronym for I sure. Oh it shit! I just thought they called it plur because it sounds like pure but cooler. No, I feel it's like uh, pure. I, I, I don't know. 
have no idea. You're gonna find out right now. Perfect. Yeah. That's how. That's how we'll wrap up the podcast. Yeah. We'll Finding plur, out what plur means. Plur it up. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, while he does that, you want to give a plug to all your stuff? Sure. Um, I mean, I think the band's next show that we're playing is gonna be on December seventh at Black Bar. Sweet. Um, I think that's what it is. Um, but that's as far awesome. as going like, in my what, calendar, what we're doing right now, um. You know, everyone's kind of like taking some time off. I'm getting down to the nitty gritty and trying to get this record done. Mm-hmm. And uh, once it is done, we will be doing uh, an awesome release for it in the springtime, probably. Amazing. Promotional material. I want to Let me open for you. Sure. <laughs> That'd <laughs> be sick. That'd be a make, fun make, make it a variety show. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, I feel like not enough variety shows actually happen in Edmonton to bring like a like kind of like genre mashing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. really happen. Um, but yeah, so we're... I'm doing that record cool. and I'm um, going to try and get all of the ducks in the row for like a really, really solid release. That's awesome. Because, you know, I feel like if you're going to do it, just do it all the way. Don't yeah. Don't half-ass it. Yeah. Sure, like anybody can like record something and put it onto Spotify, but I mean, like, yeah, I want to do it right. You know? Yeah. So. All right, that's gentlemen. Awesome. Peace, in- love, unity. And respect. Ah. Because that's what I think of when I think of doing drugs at a rave. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Me too. Please love unity and respect. When you think of rave, are those the things you think of first? No, I think of dilated pupils and lots of of vomit. A bar that sells water. (laughs) I think of heat exhaustion. And uh, just like, I need to find something to bite down on. Oh my God. I've got got one friend who can't hide when he's on something because it's like, yeah. Oh, he's just one of those he's guys, saying, hey? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Always grinding his teeth. Like, hey, guys, what's up? You're like, you keep going to the bathroom a lot, hey? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got a small bladder. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's cold in here. Funny. Now it's really hot. <laughs> now it's really hot. It's cold in here. Now it's Do you guys hot. hate me? <laughs> Every time. No, man, plur. I might be weird. <laughs> plur. plur. <laughs> love you, bro. Peace, love you, and respect. Absolutely. Um, and Instagram. Yeah. At Zachary Red official. Yeah, our Instagram handle is Zachary Red official, and uh, Zachary Red on Facebook. We got a page on there too. Sweet. I try and post as often as I can when things are coming up or something's looking cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, if anyone listening wants to give me a follow on there and keep up to date with what it is that we're doing, that would be awesome. I mean, yeah. And sure. link to the EPs in the bio for your. On your Insta? Yeah, so the C'est La Vie EP, um, which it's, it's, it was a fun EP to make. Um, it's kind of one of those things where you just kind of, from start to finish, you kind of listen to it in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a track in the background of all the songs that connects it all together, kind of make it one like long song, one cool. story. It's a, kind of like a backing like rain track that I recorded out of my apartment windows in Montreal. Huh. And uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a uh, it puts you in an environment and it's a good listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a good listen. Agreed. Cool. We'll finish it on the way home. Sweet. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, you got anything? Uh, follow me at Kersey and at Yeg Stand Up, and come to the station on Jasper every Wednesday at seven o'clock. Do it. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna be at the Edmonton Comedy Festival this year in the main part of the festival for the first. I've done the festival for like seven years. I've never been in like the main part. So. Nice. Snaps. Yeah. Snaps. 
doing the ATB Arts Barn where my okay. album recording was. So we got Perfect. the late night date night gala on the Saturday, the backstage gala, I think, on the Saturday as well. And I've got one show at the Varscona Theater and oh, nice. I'm hosting the Media Challenge, which is going to be the best. Oh, that'll be fun. So I'm going to have a lot of fun doing that. So Edmonton Comedy Festival tickets at atbcomedy.com. Follow me at AF Comedian. I think that's it. Enjoy that's the rest it. of your lives, guys.